In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It might have been a little while since I've said it, but uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, it was very obvious, it seemed, that the Lord was providing the exact right timing of the feasts and the exact right timing of the scripture readings that we were uh, given uh, during that time, uh, and we'd point those out. And I feel like today is exactly one of those days that the Lord has given us exactly what we need to hear for where we are in our current world today. Because today is the start of the Nativity Fast, and I am so very thankful. I'm not thankful, or I'll get there. I'm not saying that I'm excited about the rigorous fasting and um, all of the discipline that comes along with the, the fast itself, uh, but I do know that every time we enter into a fasting time, that if we take it for what it has been given to us to be, it is for our spiritual benefit and it is for our good. And I think this one is coming at exactly the right time, at least for me. I feel like in so many ways, there are so many distractions, and I've been lost in the weeds of all sorts of different things that have been going on uh, personally, uh, plus whatever's going on in our country, especially with the election just a couple of weeks ago. We've been distracted. I think it's very easy for us to just say, we've been distracted, and we need a kick. We need that kick to be able to give us our focus again. And to be able to focus on the things that really matter. And it is exactly in starting a fast where we are given the extra push and the conscientious effort to be able to say now is the time to do it. And in particular, the readings that we were given for today. And these aren't the readings that are always uh, assigned to November the 15th when we start the Nativity Fast. These just so happen to be the readings that we have for today. And I think they perfectly help us to refocus and re-engage ourselves in a way that can be profitable. Because the first thing that we heard in the epistle reading this morning was a reminder of the victory of God. Because in the epistle reading this morning, St. Paul tells the Ephesians that we have witnessed the great mercy of God and his great love for us. It says the great love that he has, uh, that he showed to us, that when we were dead in our sins, he raised us up to eternal life. And he prepares for us to be able to see the grace and the mercy of the, the glory of the heavenly places. And all of this he gives to us as a free gift because he loves us. And so it is important for us to be able to remember and have in our minds the victory of God. Because when we have the reminder of the victory of God and the fact that it is given to us to share in and participate in freely, that's the first step in being able to clear away anxiety. To be able to focus and say, you know, whatever else is going on, I know that Christ is victorious and we can look past the anxiety. We can, instead of building up resentment and anger towards others with whatever it is that they are doing, we can say that doesn't win because Christ is victorious, because God poured out his mercy, because God poured out his love upon us. And so it is important for us to have that as our first thought 
and our first priority in everything that we are doing to refocus ourselves upon knowing the great victory and triumph of God because God loves us. Now, St. Paul goes on to say that those, uh, we, God shows us his love and it's poured out to us as a free gift. And he goes on and he says that we are, create, we are his workmanship, created for good works. And so we are created to do particular things. We are created in the image and likeness of God to do good works. And there are two things that we have been created to do. And that's what was laid out in the gospel this morning. The great reminder that Christ gives to us. The lawyer questions him about the law and is able to answer correctly and say, especially that first thing, what are we created to do? We are created to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all of your strength. That is what we are created to do. We were created to love God back. He pours out his great love upon us. He shows us uh, his mercy so that we can respond ourselves with love of him. And how do we show that we love him? Well, we've been studying, of course, the Gospel of John in our Wednesday night Bible study. And we hear in John chapter 14, if you love me, follow my commandments. And so we know that we love God by following the things that he asks us to do. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Give without expecting anything in return. Have mercy as your Father in heaven is merciful and all of the other things that we hear about in the scriptures. We show our love for God by following his commandments. And then, of course, all of those are summed up in what the man says next and love your neighbor as yourself. Because those two are connected. I've heard it said we love God only as much as we love our worst enemy. St. Siloam the Athenite. Or our own patron, St. John, in his epistle says, How can you love God who you have not seen when you don't love your brother who you have seen? And this epistle this morning shows us how to be a good neighbor. It shows us that we are to think about treating others not with uh, desiring necessarily to be right, but to treat them with the desire to be healed. That the good Samaritan who acts as the good neighbor, he is the example of the one who looks at the man who is injured and desires him to be healed. And that's what it means to be a good neighbor in this world, to desire the healing of others. And we see that even in the example that our Lord gives us where he says uh, that we are to love one another. And after, before he says that, he shows the disciples what it means to love. He washes their feet after the supper in John chapter 13. And you might think, well, he's washing the disciples' feet. Those are the guys who really liked him. But remember that also there at that moment, who had his feet washed as well, was Judas. And he washes the feet of Judas, who he knew was going to betray him, because he desired healing for him over and above everything else. 
And so it's important for us when we think about what it, is, what it means to be a good neighbor that we don't only think about who is my neighbor, but the reality is every single person is our neighbor. He who is in need is our neighbor. But how are we to respond neighborly? And to respond neighborly is to respond in a way that desires someone's healing over and above everything else. And that doesn't mean when they are our neighbor that we um, necessarily like them. It doesn't even mean that we necessarily agree with them. The Samaritan and the Jew who he helped, they were completely at odds with one another. And they would have potentially walked on opposite sides of the street from one another had they been uh, upright and walking. But in that moment, they saw a need and all of those other things vanished. And so we treat someone neighborly whether or not we agree with everything that they say. Because we're not going to agree with everything that people say because as Christians we do believe in absolute truth. And so there are times where we are right and they are wrong. But when we love our neighbor, we love our neighbor in a way that desires their healing that desires them to see and hear the word of God. And sometimes that takes multiple conversations. Sometimes that takes ignoring for a while and simply praying for them. But it always takes love. It always takes love. Brothers and sisters, it is a great opportunity for us to be able to refresh and refocus with the beginning of the Nativity Fast. And in this fast, we are journeying towards the Incarnation. We are journeying towards the Nativity of Christ. We are journeying towards the light coming into the world. And we too want to be part of that light. And we can participate in the great victory of God if we choose. The only way that we don't is if we choose not to. If we choose not to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and if we choose not to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so let us use this opportunity of the start of this fast, a start of a time where we are asked to focus our attention on Christ and remember the victory of God and do everything we can to unite to it by loving God first and foremost and loving our neighbor as well. And then we will be able to share in that victory and then we will be able to shine the light into this dark, dark world. And then... We will be peaceful and we will be content because we will have the light no matter the darkness that is around us. May God guide us during this fast to unite to the victory that is won in Christ by loving him and loving our neighbor as ourself. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.